Look, I am the ghost of Christmas future. I have come to- Wait, what? Uh, Christmas was over months ago, and I'm pretty sure no one says Hark anymore. <clears throat> oh, uh, sorry. Since the Great Resignation, there aren't many of us future ghosts left working. So, well, I'm stretched a bit. I should be working on my holiday hauntings, but I'm picking up the slack. <sighs> yeah, it's tough out there for sure. My accounting firm has real capacity problems too. If we could find a way to tackle the work we have and still grow the firm, we'd be in great shape. But we're bogged down with all these menial bookkeeping tasks. That is why I have come, to show you the future of bookkeeping. That's great, but I'm standing right here. <laughs> oh, sorry. You got my attention though. Let's hear about the future of bookkeeping. At this point, I'll even take unsolicited ghost advice. <laughs> The future of bookkeeping is Botkeeper. It will free your accountants from the chains of data entry, reconciliation, and verification. And now, if you schedule a meeting on number 4 March 31st, 2022, you could win a year of Botkeeper bookkeeping automation free. Just visit botkeeper.com win for details and rules. Wow, a free year of Botkeeper? That sounds pretty amazing, but we already have an online GL. Silly mortal. Botkeeper works with QuickBooks and Xero, the most popular online GLs. Free yourself from tweaking rules and accessing your clients' financial accounts. Botkeeper automates it all and learns as it goes. It sounds fantastic, but we're so busy, we don't have time to implement new systems. Botkeeper is quick and simple to implement, and they even help, like Santa's helpers. Okay, I'm interested. How do I get started? Just visit botkeeper.com win. And Mary! Yeah, still not Christmas. Nick's Tips Plus. Today's topic is partners. Should we go into why it's Nick's Tips Plus? Oh, we're recording. Yeah. Okay. We're recording. I'm close. <laughs> now I'm nervous. Sons of CPA's bonus episode where Nick's and Kenji and Scott share a small but useful piece of practical this is going to be a big useful piece of practical advice today as it relates to running their professional accounting firms using words that start with the letter p today's topic is partners today's plus episode we have a plus one for the Valentine's special. <laughs> this is the Valentine's special. We're having a threesome. <laughs> On partners. Somebody fell off their chair. I've, I'm putting on the production here with the-, with the It's my outfit. favorite part of every episode is your inappropriate analogies. Scott's even dressed up. Right out the gate too. Oh man, I dressed up for this. This is um, we can we can get started on partners, because partners we can go in a lot of different directions. I already took out the inappropriate comments, so we can get serious now, right? So um, yes, why I don't do. You introduce yourself, sir. <laughs> Me, Kenji, Acuity. I have a partner. I have now have four partners. There was a time when I did not have partners, but now I do. End of story. Nicole, I, I appreciate you picking out this topic. Tell me what your thoughts were and why you picked out the topic. 
Well, I think like you have Chris and I have Ashley, right? But no one in our firm that actually owns equity. I've heard a lot of horror stories about people who have partners and I just have no desire to actually have an equity partner because it terrifies me. Because I've seen clients, tons of clients that decide to start a business and they don't want to do it by themselves. So they're like, oh, let me like pair up with my friend and we're going to start a business together. And then one partner wants to take money out of the business because of a family and then the other partner doesn't have a family. So they invest, they want to invest the money back into the business. So it seems like you and Matthew have been really good partners. And then now you've added on the sharps. Oh. So just interested to see what was life before that. And how is that? How's that dynamic changed? Now that you have more partners. So I want to let you talk. I'm definitely going to let you speak, but give me the Kanye sure. mic for a second, Taylor. All right. I'm going to, I, I got the mic. I'll, I'll let you finish in a minute. So in Ackerman, unfairly always shits on partners and says you should never have a partnership never but he does with his dad you know it's almost like you and matthew are like brothers or like relatives like when you refer to him as your partner you know it's like he's your blood so ackerman you know has his own little take on it but he has somebody else that has the equity stake running the firm with him we don't me and nicole don't have anybody else that has real you know, anytime something gets really hard, Chris always says, all right, you own the firm. I mean, you decide like it, it's he almost defers everything to me. You have a partner that you can share the decisions and share the ups and downs, the wins and losses, the highs and lows, the roller coaster ride of running a firm or owning a business. I think, Nicole, you asked a question. Scott did not. Scott just kind of went rambling and rambling and as he does. <laughs> Nicole actually asked the question, like, what was it? life like now compared to before, like when I was one partner, and then I even have experience when there was no partners, I bought out a partner, but actually my first partner, then you guys knew this, in Acuity, I bought him out. I have a di totally different partner that I bought out. Before I Matthew. Ran, before Matthew, then I, then I ran it by myself for a while. So How did you guys partner up? He was my boss at one point, way back in the day. We decided to get together and kind of launch Acuity, do outsourced CFO work for startups. And so we were together for, I think, eight years. It was a good partnership. I mean, he and I are still really close to this day, but it wasn't the great partnership I would say that I have with Matthew, for sure. It's not that. But I think it starts with, I mean, for me, the thing I learned was when I first started, I don't know that I had the confidence when I was, when I started Acuity, I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work or not. Like, what am I doing? I was leaving a really good CFO job, like at a tech company. I was young. I was getting freaking paid. I had equity, all this. And I was like, what am I doing? So it took me having somebody like to kind of do it with like, okay, just that way I'm not crazy. Like, is someone else going to do this? Cause I mean, there was no community like this now. There's nobody like, Hey, Scott or Nicole, like, what do you guys, how do you do this? I mean, there was none of that. It was like, am I just crazy doing it? So I had him initially. But then we parted ways. He was about 10 years or so ahead of me, just kind of at a different life stage. And so I was just super interested in building it. And he got a great CFO gig offer, which that happened a lot. We got a lot of great offers. I mean, I, I look back at some of the offers of CFO gigs I got in the early years of Acuity, and I'm kind of like, man, I could have done all right. But, um, What's the one that got away? How about that? What's the one that you you look back uh, on if you think of it? Well, I was, I don't know if you knew this, but I was in the early years, I was Spanx's first part-time CFO. 
yeah, I was there. Me, me and Shape. This I, I is was, like so perfect for the Valentine's Day special. Is it perfect? I, Isn't it? I was probably one of the first men to ever put on Spanx. <laughs> I'm serious. I was like the only guy to uh, work there. And do you still wear so, Spanx? I have them on right now. You want to see him? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's part of the interview. You have to show us your space. Trust me. It was, there was all kinds of things back in those days happening that we can't talk about. I'm holding back. I got plenty of jokes, but I'm, this is not appropriate. People always ask, oh, what tech company have you worked with that's been the coolest? I'm like, um, how about Spanx where Sarah Blakely ran the whole thing by herself, never raised equity and made the cover. I remember being in the office the day when she made the cover of Forbes magazine for the youngest self-made female billionaire. And that's just baller. And that's just a, yeah, anyway. That one may have gotten She goes hard. She goes hard, yeah. But um, we're still not touching like Nicole's question of like what, how things change. But I think one thing I learned is when I bought out my old partner, ran it by myself for a while, I learned, and I just think that people should think of this, like you guys both mentioned that you don't really have a desire for a partner. You have to kind of figure out whether or not you like working with somebody. Like this, I know plenty of people. Oh, I never said I didn't desire. I, I, I just that say she not put like the word in my people. mouth. Yeah. Oh, Scott, people. No, that's just Nicole. <laughs> I know plenty of great entrepreneurs who are very much like, listen, I work better. I'm happier. I actually am better when I can go by myself and not be distracted with other people. I learned that I am I'm better. I'm actually happier in team environments. I even look back at like athletics when I was younger. I'm like, I what I loved was all team sports. Loved it. I don't mind kind of letting myself down. I feel horrible letting down like a team. I would play basketball or football until I would throw up because I'm like, I would just not, I wouldn't quit. So you live your life like that though. Like I um, do, I do. I, In fact, like right. I still to this day, if I need to level up on something, I have to go find partners. I have to go find partners or a coach or someone I can do it with. That's how I get my the best out of me. I know some people can kind of hunker down and do it themselves. Like, ooh, I'm just going to go internally and really not let other people distract me. I'm not one of those people. I'm just not I hope that. to never do anything by myself again the rest of my life. Like, I'm I'm tired of this self stuff, self starter bullshit. Like, I I've learned so much from you over the past year about myself through you, like the way that you interact with people or the way that you are just generous with yourself and with your time and with your energy around anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. Well, um, and yeah, I mean, I think it's something that I enjoy, but also I find I work harder. I work better if I'm working for other people. Like I can, mm -hmm. if it's just for me, I can kind of like, yeah, okay, well, this doesn't really work out, whatever. But if I so, know other people are counting on me, then that's, that's why I think partners make me better. Now, to Nicole's point, it's got to be people that I really, really care about that I want to make sure. I don't want to let them down. I want to do something for them. But I'll go through a wall for people. I mean, for, through friends, yeah. through family, through business partners, for sure. That's, for me, and one of the reasons why partners work for me. They just, I mean, I, I learned. I did it by myself for a while. And it was tough. I mean, I had a rough go of it back when I was doing Acuity just solo. It was a, it was a tough time. I mean, I had plenty of good ideas. I had no ability to get all the things done I wanted to get done. I had no, I needed someone to talk to and just share ideas. Like I hated, I hated being in my own head. I hated it. Mm -hmm. So, so, uh, so speaking of family, family, friends, and business partners, this is going to, this week is, uh, in particular, is getting very incestuous. 
with Valentine's Day. We've got Matthew on as a special guest on Friday. So I've got the, both halves of Acuity coming on. We've got Marcus coming on that's going to co-host at Matthew's episode. We got Nicole here today, and she was like, so it's it's all just kind of intermingled, mixed up, just incestuous. You're just like trying brothers. to find ways to drop your like, inappropriate comments in our Yeah. Show. So no, no, it's like I want I don't want to lead this into an actual question. So tell us how you met Matthew. Was it love at first sight? Was it something that you guys kind of grew on each other? Like how did or did you just go and ask him to marry not marry you, sorry, to join you with Acuity right on, on the first date? Tell us about that courted relationship as a partner now that you guys are stronger than ever, right? We were very good friends, very good friends before Acuity. He was a he was an audit partner at a top 25 accounting firm. We were each other's best referral partners. We used to refer work back and forth all the time. He ran their tech practice. And so we were good friends. We had Falcons tickets together. We hung out all the time. We had a bunch of common friends. Actually, that was the number one thing when we got together that we sat and thought about. We're like, like hmm. The biggest downside to us becoming partners is we didn't want to screw up our friendship. That was the number one thing. That's what we said. Literally like, and I always remember Matthew saying, he's like, man, really, really good friends are super hard to come by. He's like, so that's our biggest issue. And he's right. It's exactly right. In certain ways, we're great partners. There's a lot of places that we fill in gaps for each other a lot. There's some places that are really kind of fun that we're super similar. The problem is they become weaknesses for us because if it's just the two of us, we do the same things. Like we are big time risk takers. We're very, very quick decision makers. We go on our gut all the time. We don't fear failure at all. We can't stand micromanaging people or even managing people. And so that is, is good in some ways. In other ways, it's a problem because it means that that's one of the reasons why when you ask about other partners coming on, we needed someone to help address some of those risks because we're just, we're a little bit unconscious when it comes to risk. Like, yeah, let's try it. Let's just actually go make a mistake. That'll be fun. Let's just think, go quick here. We just don't, we just move really fast on things. And that can be good, but both of us together, it leaves pretty big blind spots for us. And our new partners have helped tremendously. So what is your title and what is Matthew's at Acuity? Mine is CEO. Matthew's currently is VP of Sales and Marketing. Isn't that weird? So I mean, please tell me what that means. All right. Like first, I hear this VP a lot at Paget. Paget has like VP of support, VP of sit. They're asking for a vice president of sales, franchise sales. And I said, that's a bullshit title. Like, I don't like this title, but that you're making fun of it too. I don't mean to make fun of it, but tell us what it I means. I do too. Why? It, yeah. I would say that because it means more, I say it means more to Matthew than it does to me. I think that we look at titles as very externally facing. Sure. We run the thing internally as a team, as a partnership. I mean, yeah, I think as we've gotten bigger, individual employees need to know who we are a little bit by title. Um, but even when we were a little smaller, it was just Matthew and Kenji. It's new. You know, the two of us were making decisions and the roles didn't matter. And we switched, we swapped titles around a little bit. I initially was the one who started our sales and marketing team, right? I ran that for a few years. Now, granted, we didn't have another CEO doing it, but um we tend to take Matthew and drop him into different functions for short stints, maybe for a couple of years or for a few months to kind of go in and kind of 
mess around with areas. And then me, I, I tended to stick with the CEO title, but oh, he and I get together every year. We do a partner retreat every year, which usually means me and Matthew go and we're at Airbnb and hang out for the week and drink and just, just have fun. But that comes up every year. I put up there on our big whiteboards when we get together. I'm like, all right, CEO title, question mark. You want it? Like who wants it? Like anybody else? <laughs> we literally do that. We even had a joke one time, a bet. We're like, okay, the loser of the bet like has to be CEO. We joked about <laughs> like, just, so I say all that and we're a little more serious about it, but like we are, that's how we think of it. We totally partner in everything, even though the titles, titles mean more like externally to the market and how other people perceive our roles um, than they do to us. Okay. What does VP mean? Is it VP of the company, VP of sales? Like that, what does that even mean? I actually, that's what I meant. <laughs> I could. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that it means much. It means however your company defines it. We don't really think that much of it. So okay. It's, um, so, uh, but I think it's, it's a generational title because I don't see it that much anymore, but I did see it a lot. It's a little um, old school, I think. Yeah. So, but that's all right. That's all right. Do you guys ever experience any kind of resentment in, in certain ways or different in different things? Between the two of us, like back and forth yeah. on things? Yeah, um, we do. I mean, we're pretty, I think the area that I have to be mostly careful with is I get to do, a, this is by design, a lot of the ecosystem facing work. So when I, things with other firms, things within the accounting ecosystem, I tend to be more forward facing there. I just, that's actually where I'm probably at my, some of my happiest. I just really, and you guys know that because you see me all over. I just, I love being around doing that. And I have to make sure I make space for him in that because too, he enjoys it as well. But he doesn't so show up. I know. He's a little, he's, he's, he does his different thing. Like he's not going to go out late like we are and be as ridiculous as some of us are, especially like me. But now he's, he enjoys that. I need to make sure I always. He's like, bimodal. He's bimodal, and yeah. he can do. He can turn it on or turn it off. But he's he's very much a directional person. He knows which way he's going. Well, you it's float why, around with the think, wind yeah. sometimes. It's why good partners. I mean, we have our, our value system, hundred percent aligned. Like we are just like locked and loaded on the value side. Our strengths are are different, and they complement each other. And that's one. Now, of did areas, you? Areas well, you kind of beat around the bush. What well, you said, you're more ecosystem facing. Like when you say you do, you guys do experience that sometimes. What are some? Do you have an example, or do you have something that um, you were getting at there? I'm interrupted, kind of, but um, no. It just was like I have to be. Are there times when, you know, he's like, "Oh man, you're you're out having fun with everybody," and first of all. I've had to remind him and everyone, no one's going to outfund me because I'm going to have fun. It's, it's part of, it's- For I can outfund you sometimes, yeah. Yeah, that's why we hang out you. a lot because we're pushing yeah. each other to have more fun. And we I'm, all I'm push a, the limits, yeah. We've, I'm a the huge, three of us have pushed the boundaries of fun. I'm a huge believer in that. And I, in that, I mean, we, I know I did. I think most people did, made huge sacrifices to start our own firms. I mean, it's not like, I mean, honestly, making, making money in accounting is not difficult. And I don't mean to say that in a brash way. I think it's just a profession that lends to like lots of job opportunities. And for, for the most part, not everybody, but for us is about like, we want to do something that is fun, that makes us happy. And that is we have core values around like happiness. Like that's a big, really, really big deal to us. Like we have got to be happy. Like the money can come, we can figure out ways to do that. We probably can do a better job of doing that sometimes. And we're very aligned to that. Like he and I have a very aligned value system there of like, Okay, we can always go do that. In fact, we've worked in the biggest public accounting firms there are. We've worked in public companies. We've worked in high-growing 
private companies. We want to do something that we enjoy. And if we're not happy in it, then what the hell are we doing? And so we're very aligned in things like that. But there are opportunities where we've got to make sure each other, you know, we're taking care of each other. And we're very open and honest. Yes, we definitely treat each other like brothers. We joke that like we are, we can tend to be like the movie Step Brothers, where it is like we are trying to kill each other and strangle each other. And then it's the next minute, like, you're the best friend I ever had. You know, just we're very, very much like that. We do tend to, our strengths tend to complement each other's areas of weakness. I mean, Matthew does for sure for me. I mean, he's, he helps me out a ton. He just is like areas where he just has such a complex mind. Like he thinks through, he loves complexity. Like he like, he wants, Ooh, give me more mm -hmm. complexity. Give me something mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. weird and crazy. And I'm like, I'm like, give me something simple, man. Let's get, how do we boil this down to the most simple thing? I don't want to even make my head explode. Matthew loves Loves, loves, loves anything weird and super weird and crazy. He um, he looks at any single thing that pops up and he's like, oh, like there's no there's, there's, there's such thing as no with Matthew. He's like, no, we can figure out another way to structure this. Like anything, anything can be a deal. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. If someone says, nope, I'm not doing it. He'll find some way to try to restructure it. So he looks at everything as like a, a deal that can It's a puzzle somehow, to him. Yeah, I, I can relate to him in so many ways on that level because if yeah. it's a yes to him, it's always a yes to anybody. He'll make it work. And you I'll make it work. You know, make, like, make yeah. something work. There. Now, it's typically structurally, or I think of all kinds of interesting ways, where I, that stuff kind of just, I can't even think of that way. I'm like, how in the world did you come up with that? Where I partner well with him on that is I read people and I read situations really well. I just, mm -hmm. I, I have a, you know, we all have our things, right? And so those things together, he can see structures and all kinds of deal mechanics and complexities. I tend to see the people side and kind of, I can pretty quickly figure intuition. out motivations, situations, and those pair well together by themselves. Like he's trying to make every single thing a deal, you know, when sometimes you're like, people are like, what are you doing? And other times I'm like, oh, I'm caring about- You're trying to make everybody happy. I'm trying to yeah. make everybody happy, right? So it's a good, that's a good example of a way that we partner well together. Even though we're looking for the same thing, we're, we're both growth minded. We're both trying to build something that we enjoy. We just um, get there in kind of different ways. So before we get into the new partnership, we spoke on Saturday and then I talked to him. And then I listened to Drink While You Think. Then I talked to him all in the same walk. And the differences that you described in the two of your personalities, but the similarities are always there, ever present when I talk to either one of you guys. What comes up in conversation, just in anything. And it, you guys are both pretty much true to yourself and authentic in a lot of ways. And probably you have reinforced that in each other too. Because some people, if they get in their own head, then they try to be who they want to be or who they're going to, like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to go too deep. I'm, I'm very cerebral. That's what my uncle says. He, he, my uncle listens to this and he said, I'm very cerebral. He likes that Nick's tips episodes too. So my uncle works at the IRS too. So he, so really can we have his number? Sometimes you're a little, are a little bit high on episodes too. Uncle a little, he knows that. He probably okay. knows that. I'm a little high today. Not really. But we do need high, to make sure we get Roy's. Let's rein it in though. Let's, can we get Roy's connections? Like, Brandon, so how big is Acuity today? in uh, revenue or employees, whatever you want to share with us. Uh, we're about 150 team members. Revenue wise, um, we are targeting this year to do 11 million in revenue. I think, we'll, I think in fact, we're trending over that right now. We kind of slow, we're trying to slow growth down a little bit, actually. It's just, thing, we, we got to get things settled down a little bit more. <laughs> we're, 
again, other partners here who are helping us slow things down a little bit and get some processes in place because again, that's a problem with Matthew and I as partners. We're both foot on the gas, go, go, go. And it's it's exhausting for other people. Yeah, and Patty and Scott are like super process oriented. So I imagine it's gotta be like a huge weight off your shoulders knowing somebody can just spearhead that project. Because that's one thing that I wanna implement is documented processes, standard way of doing things. And it's just like a big undertaking. Even for us, we're a small firm compared to I can't imagine 150 people trying to trying to implement a standard way of doing thing across seven people when you're growing that fast. It is crazy when you think about 150 people, like over 700 clients a month that we're working with. Like it's super, it gets just crazy, right? Things just get jammed up and kind of crazy and complex. I was um, actually thinking about this morning because I was talking to Patty and it's amazing. Like when you got someone like that working on those processes, because I would love to, I think we're going to do this on an upcoming drink while you think episode. I'm like, you know, there's so many people who want to see kind of what you're building and how we're using different tools. Um, yeah. And so we're going to do that in an upcoming episode. But I always, I said too, if there's anybody, any one of our friends who are firm owners like you guys who want to see the nitty gritty of like examples of what she's doing, it's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, it is awesome. And I think that's where growth and partnerships can like get you those resources that are just hard to build internally or do yourself. Or someone that cares you, you that know, much. Yeah, You guys could make a, um, a spinoff or a spoof of Sesame Street, but call it Process Street. Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask. Be... Is, is she implementing Process Street at Acuity? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have it. Um... Can you tell me how to get, how to get to Process Street? Scott, <laughs> that's not. <laughs> okay, so tell yeah. me about other than Process Street coming from, I mean, they have, they had a smaller team, right? Now they're coming into right. Acuity. There's got to be like way more data to manage. Has that been a challenge for them to try yeah. to implement their same systems on yours? Like, are they finding that the systems they have this have to do with partners? Because it's integrating two different practices. Yes, it is. I will say it's a great question because they came in and we knew what their strengths were. It's one of the reasons we brought them on as partners from their technology and process strengths. But they would tell you, Coming in at our scale, just compared to theirs, they were they were like, oh sure, we'll implement this and that. And they were like, oh my gosh, this is there's so much. It's in different. There are a couple of core different systems for us. Kind of source of truth is actually Salesforce. Like that's a pretty big system, right? And so we have Salesforce and wrapped around Salesforce, we have Airtable, which is we think of as almost an add-on, uh, add-on to Salesforce, and then. And then Process Street layers into that. Yes, it's helping people follow workflow, but it's also keeping all that source of truth data synchronized and up to date all the time. Mm. So it's a it's a very complex interaction. It can be. That's why we need someone like a Patty helping us manage it. But is there Zaps duct taping it all together, or are they fully integrated? There's there's Zaps. There's lots of integration, but there are for some of the more tricky ones. We've got some Zaps pushing data around as well too. Yeah. Okay, so what's like your wiki instructions? That sounds like Process Street. What about your actual task management? Is that also in Process, Process Street? Street. Or... Yep. Process what's... Street can function a lot, function like both training for team members and mm-hmm. it functions as workflow. And, and then... while you're doing all of it, it is automatically synchronizing data and client events back into Salesforce for us. So since Salesforce has for us, here's the way to think about it for us. And I know we're probably bringing more into Process than we are partners, but it's where I'm going to chop this client, up and put it in the partnership. All client, all client information lives in, in Salesforce, all team information lives there. Right. So that's kind of where the nexus of like all the moving pieces are 
And there's a lot of great reporting, but we have to augment that sometimes using Airtable to do some other and get some other reporting out of it. It's just too heavy. It's just too funky, particularly for Salesforce. So, and were you and then, guys using? Yeah, were you guys using Airtable before they came on? We were not. Uh, a little bit here and there, but like not quite the way we are now. Just like a Google Sheet, right? So yeah, um, Google Sheet or other dashboards and things. But again, yeah. that's a good example of why when we did our second acquisition, we realized acquisitions didn't make sense for us to acquire clients. Acquisitions started making sense. We're like, oh, to get partners and team members to bring in skill sets we didn't have. And so that's why the second acquisition really has made sense because of the key partners who are there. Like, I mean, Patty so Scott and some of the team members. That was my question. So, you know, you mentioned that you and Matt, you, you needed something complementary to you guys. And that was strategically, everything makes sense. And now you're, you know, still in the second trimester, the first trimester of this whole baby of acuity and catching clouds. So just, I guess, tell us, uh, there's no abortion on the way, right? Like you're not going to do a second or third term of abortion. So you're going to have this baby. Tell us, are you excited still? Are you nervous still are you like it's a new partnership and you're still learning tell us i don't i'm not going to use this analogy <laughs> see he's always like this isn't he? he's always like this which i kid you scott and i love you especially on valentine's day but yeah no it's good it's it's great i mean of course there's things you got to work through with partners i mean you get friction tension any any person you interact with you know you have challenges with so there's, we're still integrating some things but as for you know, what we strategically laid out, our plans for, you know, our strategic planning process that we've done, that we run on a three-year, you know, prospective basis. We've got, I mean, a ton of the pieces in place now. A lot of the ones that we haven't had in over the years that, you know, it's like, you're kind of, I'm kind of looking at it as, as individual when I'm by myself. I'm like, how am I going to get this done? Like, how am I going to get, and I think, Nicole, you said it a minute ago, like, I tried for years when I was running it by myself to get other people to care as much as me and I, and I couldn't do it. And I'm finally, I'm like, what am I doing? Of course they don't care as much as me. This is, this is mine. I'm the only person on the cap table. And it was just mm. dumb. Yep. And not dumb, but you know, you just like, you get naive and like, why don't people care as much? And then when you get someone else who cares as much, you're like, Oh my gosh, that alignment is incredibly powerful when you're like, oh, I don't have to motivate or incentivize or manage or micromanage anybody. This person literally has the same aligned goals that I do. It's incredibly powerful. It's not easy. I've been really lucky to have really great partners. We've worked on it. They're very thoughtful about those partners. I've partnered. I have partnered with people who are friends of mine. I mean, just, just to be straight up honest and people are, oh, never go into business with your friends or people. I'm like, you know what? I, I care about them. I think the, I think I heard the definition once of the best partnerships are when both sides feel that they got the better end of the deal. Right. And so I think you feel that way with people you care about and friends. Like I want, you know, you kind of work every day to go, I want Matthew and Lisa and Scott and Patty. I'd like to feel like, man, I got a great deal coming in here. And they, I want them to feel that for me too. But I think when both sides feel like, sweet, I'm getting the good end of the deal on this, 
you've got a really good, powerful partnership where people are aligned. You got to work to make sure that feels balanced that someone's not powerful like, oh, great. partnership where people are aligned. You killed it with Dude. the peas right there. A powerful <laughs> partnership where people are aligned. Oh, so it sounds wow. like like takeaways are one, you have to align on values. Have to. Most important, that's a, that's right? Important. And then two, you have to complement each other. So yeah, too. I think that's right. And then how about in terms of like, did you talk to Matthew or Patty or Scott about what your vision is for the company in the next five, 10 years and make sure that you're in alignment on where the company is going? Like, right. Is there like one person that wants to exit versus one person that wants to pull a bunch of money out versus one person that wants to do it for the next 20 years? How do you make sure you're in alignment there? Correct me if I'm wrong. Don't you, well, hold on. Acuity Con you usually present your vision to the whole company, right? We do. Is there, is there different so, levels of that? Yeah, there's different yeah, levels. Sorry. That's been a, that's been a, uh, it's a good question though. We're very, very transparent with our numbers. I'm mean, going share all the stuff with you guys, you know, and I share it with anybody like, you know, all our, our full slide decks every year that we share with the full company or how they're public. You could see, you could see what we share with the company, but it's typically about a one year, one year out. At the partner level, and our, we have a director level just below the partner level. I'm sorry, the, kind of the C level, the exec level. We get a little deeper. We go three and five years out. You know, I, that's one of my roles as CEO is I I have to I put in place a three year strategic plan for the business. We put in place a five year financial plan for the business, and so I, I don't want to act like I've been doing that forever. That has really kind of come about when you bring in more partners. When I was by myself or even me and Matthew, we could kind of wing that thing. Like I mentioned, we were so quick to make decisions. We're like, hey, are you happy? Am I happy? Like, cool. When we're, when we're growing, we didn't need a whole lot more than that. And as soon as we started adding little partners, I, I, I took it pretty seriously. I'm like, I, I've got responsibilities to people. I have people who sold their company to me who have bet on things that I'm involved with and I owe it to them to make sure I do my best. And yeah, get a vision that we're all aligned for that if we're making decisions at least they, they know where we're tending to go and we can have conversations around that. So it's not always, we don't always agree on everything, but like we're, we're pretty aligned there and you need to start doing, I had to find that I had to start doing more things to really make sure we've got alignment on future state things versus we were, Matthew and I could have been a lot, we were, we were a lot looser in the past just the two of us. Like, okay, cool. What cool trips do we want to take? I mean, literally our goals were around things like, okay, we have kids coming up or going to college. Like we got to pay for that. I'd really like this year, like if we can get our team to the Super Bowl, like let's get tickets for that. Let's go play golf in Scotland. I mean, seriously, like that was like a lot of our goal plan was like that. And yeah, that doesn't work. When well, then you have partners. to figure out how to get there, right? Do you, and right. So other, yeah, do you miss those days of, of less responsibility? I do at times. Yeah. I mean, just to be honest, I mean, I do miss that. Like, I mean, it's probably why I come and hang out with you guys so much. And luckily, we talked about it in our last episode on Drink What You Think. He and I have another entity that he and I are just partners in and we don't have other partners in that we're doing our angel investing through. And so there's some place for us to like play around a little bit more and be a little more loose, honestly, um, because I do make want to make sure that we're fulfilling responsibilities for those other partners who joined us who don't care about Falcons football or some ridiculous trip or some thing where, you know, things that he and I like to do. That's not fair for a partner to have to carry the weight on like, we're not trying to go over, you know, and, and go do World Cup tickets because, like, we're not in soccer. I'm like, oh, well, that sucks. Like, you can't be a partner. No, no, we need to do, be different with that. So, but yeah, so I think those are the things you do have to add. That I found I've had to add some more long term planning to make sure people are on the same page. Like, oh, are we trying to exit next year, next month, or are we doing it in like five years, or are we never doing it? Right? Those have those have to happen. 
you have to have those conversations. Yeah. So, but again, I How think it, it does get back to though, um, getting to, to where all of us feel like, I hope Patty and Scott feel that way. I think they do, that they got a good deal coming into acuity. We feel like we got a great deal of them coming, joining us. So in simple terms, if we stay in that space where they're like, oh, I'm so happy. This is so much better here. And we're like, yes, this is so much better. You guys are here. It's going to work out. Yeah. Everything else is just kind of surface level because at the core it's welded together. There's no duct tape. There's no zaps keeping all that stuff together. You got that <laughs> strong foundation, right? At the core. This means a lot that you're coming on here. So to round this out as, as a, our special plus one today, to Nicole, how about this? Why don't, why don't you share? Have you changed your perspective on partners after listening to Kenji? Or do you still have questions? Put her on the spot. I like it. Mm. No, I, I think I'm not. So I have Ashley, right? And I've we've talked about the partnership potentially one day. And it's not something I'm ruling out. It's not for me. It's not about the money, right? It's just more about the uh, potential risk and having somebody else being part of making the decisions and it's like working well just me as it is but at the same time i do feel like she's a core part of the growth and i feel like if i would allow her to take more responsibility and to get more in the mindset of business owner like could that have a huge impact on our growth to have somebody else that's equally inv invested in seeing the company grow as i am not from an employee standpoint but from an ownership standpoint and if we work really well together already, maybe it wouldn't be that big of a change, but it's just a risk, right? It's a paradigm shift, right? You I do think your... also one thing I've learned as well is there's some people who don't want to be a partner. They don't, they don't want that. I've sure. always been surprised by that because I think that's a mistake I've made that we make sometimes as firm owners. Like, oh, well, doesn't everybody want to do this? Actually, less people want to do this than we think. We think just because we do. Other yeah. people do. Right. And I've had a lot of yeah. people who are like, how about you just let me have a great job here that I like and you pay me fairly? Like, I'm cool with that. And yeah. I've had to try to learn to be better about that and not try to force situations. Well, yeah. And some people don't want that. At the end of the day, every decision comes down to, to I have the last say on what the answer is. Sometimes I don't want to. <laughs> and I was like, you guys figure it out. I don't know. Why do I always have to be the last person to come up with the answer on this? Yeah. So it'd be nice. But you got to be able to have, well, uh, well, that's what asking what, what what's the do I have empathy? <laughs> yes, I do. That wasn't um, the question I was I, asking at all. Yeah. I was asking the same question you asked Nicole. Was so where did this? Where do you feel about partners? That's that's I I don't think you've changed my mind on anything. But I've this has been a, a last past year at least just understanding what I really want. I've, I've already made this decision last episode. What I need is I need somebody else to do this with me because I can't do it alone anymore. And but meaning like, and I don't know if it is giving them equity because I just don't, I want something new too. It just doesn't excite me. Nothing in our current situation excites me anymore. I'm just kind of tired. So I'd need, like, I'm, I'm more excited doing things outside of this with other people because there's no like 
I'm not in it alone, right? I think it's a, to me, it's about being around other people and having people to share the wins and losses with. Don't even know if I'm answering this or if I'm just talking to Phil space. No, I think it's, I think you're um, answering. I'll, I'll leave this. I know we need to wrap up, um, but I will say that I, I'll, I'll give for me at least, I'd say probably the most meaningful um, example of having a great partner. And I hate having to like give Matthew all these praises, you know, cause he loves, we love giving each other a hard time mostly, but um, I got to just give him props on this. I had, you know, I had a couple of years ago, I had a really, we had a really tough family situation with my daughter. I mean, she was in just a rough spot. I remember um, I told him about it like right away. And this was like in the first part of the year. And he's like, Hey man, immediately what Matthew said to me, he's like, Hey, just take the rest of the year off. Like, I gotcha. We're good. Like this was, this was like in Q2. He's like, hey, take the rest of the year off. I got you. <laughs> and you're like, wow. what? And, you know, and he was absolutely serious. Like, right. That Those are the kind of things that you're like, wow. To your point about like having someone who's got your back. It's a yeah. line. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, you're, and he's right. I'm like, I had, I had to dress. The, I mean, I, I took a week off. <laughs> um, not, not the rest of the year, but that um, was a great example of when you're like, you need someone to get your back on something. Sometimes it's big like that. Sometimes it's small, but it is nice to have someone there. I would tell you that even if you don't want to give up equity, you got to get out and get involved in the community and get involved in the ecosystem and find an accounting firm owners and people you can talk to, like hang out with. I don't know how you do it otherwise. Otherwise, I mean, at least to me, it would be incredibly lonely and unfulfilling if you didn't have people like I can bug you guys. I feel like I'm texting with you guys every freaking day about things. So there's ways to fulfill that. Like that support level, but it's cool when you have someone who can help you with that too. Internally. Yeah, and I know I know people that have successfully like run their own business and then got to the point where they hired a CEO and hired a whole management and executive team, and they don't even run. The, they still own the business one hundred percent, but they don't operate it at all. Hmm. Sounds like sounds like somebody pay a in lot. this room. You know, the, sounds what? like somebody here. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I don't want it to be like that though. I want to actually feel like, cause th the problem with that is at least for me is I, I feel a lot of apathy. I don't really care what happens, but I have to care in a lot of ways, but also my personality doesn't marry that at all. Cause I want to care about everything that I'm involved with. And if I'm doing something that I don't care about, then everybody kind of suffers. Cause I'm complaining like, Oh God, this is boring. I don't want to do this. You know, like I should hear our team meetings. I'm just like, uh, not a not, not a joy to be around when I'm there in those meetings because I'm just like, just deal with it. I don't really care either way. Drop the client, keep it, fire her, give her a raise. I don't care either way. Like you know, sorry. That's okay, Scott. I, I got. I, I don't okay. want to be a downer though. I I feel really good in the place of where things are at, and I like that. I like that we can talk openly about this. You know, a lot of times people are in their own little silos of their firm. And they just want to present what's shiny on the outside. And if that starts to crack or if that starts to fade, then they feel like they're not living up to the expectations that they've met. The people that feel like they have to present their best self always. And my firm is doing this, this, and this, and they never have anything bad happen. Nothing ever goes wrong. And they're just talking about everything great and they're not vulnerable about stuff. Don't you feel like they're? suffering in a lot of different ways i don't know like i, I feel like uh, oh yeah yeah i i talked to plenty plenty it's of just like the, it's always like if you ever see someone posting a lot 
on Facebook or Instagram about their relationship. And then those are always the people like a month later that are divorced. It's like something's going on. Something's yeah, up like, here. It's totally. It's and then everyone's always like, oh, I thought they were so happy. I'm like, no, that's like a telltale sign that something's it's like, messed up in their relationship. They're just trying yeah. to like it's like something's for it. kind of like, gotta play it cool. Yeah. You gotta be, you know. So I mean, hey, being a being a firm owner is damn hard. That's all there is to it. It's hard. So having yeah. having people that whether you want to have them inside of your firm as partners or you just want to partners in crime to pal around or with. have partners yeah. in crime, which uh, is very apropos with you two on here. <laughs> Find your partners. Yeah. I mean, I've always thought about that. Like yeah. merging with another firm or being acquired by a larger firm at some point, you know, we, we meet so many cool people and in, in the, in the industry, like, you know, there's totally potential that one day, some of a, one of us is works with someone else in the group. So that's already going to happen to it me happens. first. That's next. I've told you guys before, like, listen, I can, do a, on my I can do a little bit of bookkeeping. I, I'm, I'm mediocre at bookkeeping. I'm super entertaining. So listen, just come and acquire and I'll, I'll just, I'll just goof around and make everybody laugh and happy and, and come up with fun trips and weird ideas. And like, just come and acquire us. Acquire yeah, acuity. Yeah. That's what, what he's saying. Yeah. That's uh, the AA. Yeah, that's acquire acuity. Acquire acuity. Has it ever it. happened? Does a smaller firm, like a tenth of the size, ever go? Sure. Just got to raise some capital. Just got to raise some capital. You know, and this, and then also you have to create a role for me that like mm. has to be like the Kenji role. Like it has to just be fit me perfectly. Like, cool. That's fine. You know, that way I can come in and do all the things I want to do. And so I feel like Scott, don't make, don't role, make Scott like yeah. micromanage people. Don't make him make decisions on like, yeah. And he'll be, you could figure this out. You know, both of us so well, like all you got to do is just go create like, Hmm, what would Scott? Oh, you like want to acquire it? And then, you yeah, know, Nicole, next thing you, you know, we should us? like, we should try to build out an org chart she with all Lord of our friends. Us, mom. Mom. What? <laughs> I'm like you'll the cool mom. Though. You will be the. Or- I'm yeah, like the cool the mom <laughs> that that will let you that I'll like let you guys host parties at our house. So fine, you guys host parties. Just put the keys up here. Gonna build a pool. She's gonna build a pool just so she can mom around her friends. She wants her friends to come over her house, so she's gonna build a pool in the backyard. Yeah, no one wants to come to my it. house because I live like 30 minutes outside. That's of gonna be the next now, P so. episode. Pools. <laughs> When you start building your pool, we'll, we'll go deep. <laughs> That's the topic you'll want to talk about. Patty's going to be one of our P episodes. We'll have her on. A next yeah, you're never going to get out of the P. Yeah. Process Street, Patty. Yes. Let's, I want to do a whole I got a lot that. of P's up next. Passionate thank you to our guests plus. Thank you tremendously and peace out to our listeners. Peace out. Peace.